You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host, Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets at PetLifeRadio.com. My name is Brandy Stark, and I'm your host. Dusty Rainbolt and I are actually co-hosting the show, and uh, this week is my week. I am delighted to have as our guest again, Lori Champion, uh, who is a multi-talented woman. She is the director of Pinellas Pasco Paranormal, and uh, she is originally from New Jersey, and she got involved in a paranormal investigation because she was a victim of hostile haunts for many years as a child. She and her team have been around for 30 years, and um, I actually met her through uh, my paranormal team, the Spirits of St. Petersburg, and she has been just an absolute delight to work with. And so what we're going to talk about a little bit today is uh, the aspect of a ghost pet. So good morning, Lori. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing okay. We're going to actually start your interview in just a minute, but I just want to make sure that everybody knows you're here, and we're going to move into a commercial, and when we get back, we're going to start right on in with how you come in contact with ghost animals. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on 
Catitude every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. We're back. So, Lori, as the founder and director of Pinellas Pasco Paranormal, and you've been doing this for 30 years, I'd imagine you have done many, many investigations. Uh, Is that correct? Yes, it is. I can only imagine. And you've seen many, many things. Have you come in contact with something like a ghost animal or a ghost pet? Well, you know, it happens It happens from time to time. They're not as common as human ghosts, but it does happen. In fact, uh, last year, this is actually a very, very funny story. We got several reports about a ghost dog in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. What I managed to piece together eventually uh, was there was a connection between this dog and a case that I worked there about six years ago. And I believe it's the same dog. Uh, I say this because it's the exact same area. The description of the dog is the same every time. And I think it's just too much of a coincidence. Okay. So do you want to tell us about that? Actually already has me intrigued. Yeah, actually, I know. It's a very interesting case. Okay. There's a very, very old house in Port Ritchie. The house used to belong to Johnny Cash, the singer. Remember Johnny Cash? Yes, I do, actually. Well, a friend of mine... Uh, a friend of his had bought the home, and it was a real estate person. The home was in ill repair. So they, they hired him to go in and live there and fix up the house, which is what he was doing. Okay? This guy is very close to me. In fact, he's on my paranormal team now. He, that made him a believer. But anyway, he went there, and while he was staying at the house, strange things were happening. Crazy stuff. The house is right on the river. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, one night, he, someone was knocking at the door and he was upstairs and it was very loud so he went downstairs to see who was at the door and it was raining that night well he opened the door and there was nobody there so he went back to bed the next morning he comes out and he said that there were muddy paw prints all the way through the house from the front door all the way to the kitchen which is at the other side of the house now this man had a dog himself he had a, a white labrador retriever but the, the retriever had been upstairs, locked in the bedroom with him all night. The dog had not even gone downstairs when he went down to investigate. It wasn't a real ambitious dog, okay? It was an old dog, liked to sleep, you know, I got one of those too. So he thought this was very strange, and he thought, well, maybe a dog managed to get... How would a dog get in the house? And the apartments were huge, much bigger than his dog. So, you know, he kind of laughed it off and let it go. Then things started to happen in the house. Uh, he saw an apparition in the house. Next thing you know, he, uh, something was, he had a garage, and the door was going up and down in its own, one of those electric garage doors. Mm-hmm. So he went down to investigate. And here, this poor man, it's the dead of winter, and it's raining again. Every time it rains, it seems the rain would really kick up the activity. So he runs out there to turn off the electric garage door because he's tired of this. And while he's out there, he gets locked out of the house. Now, there are four deadbolts on the inside of the back door. All of them were thrown. He was locked out of the house. He went into his truck, and uh, he had two cell phones. One was his personal cell phone. The other was a work cell phone. And the work cell phone he had left in the truck. So he went, and he called from the cell phone. And, of course, he called me. He said, listen, 
this ghost or whatever is in the house is locked me out of the house. I'm freezing cold. I'm soaking wet. Please come help me. I have to break into my house. So <laughs> I went up there and we started investigating. Another night he said he saw a little boy in a rain slicker with a Newfoundland dog, black Newfoundland. Okay. He saw it outside. Another night he saw it inside. And he also found water, like from, from the child and from the dog, muddy footprints and water through, you know, through the entire house, as if somebody had come in soaking wet and just dripped through the whole house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What we did, we found out a lot. There was more than one ghost in this house. There were ghosts from previous occupants, ghosts from the people before that. The lady who had passed away had fallen down the stairs and died. And it was kind of a suspicious death. They were still looking into it. They were thinking maybe somebody murdered her pushed her but anyway her spirit was there there was a, it was a free-for-all but the kicker with the dog was these people in Newport Ritchie who were claiming to see this dog they were seeing it within a four block radius of that house and they were describing people who didn't know what a Newfoundland was were saying it's a large shaggy black dog its tail kind of almost has a curl and it's always soaking wet so, is the wetness related to how the pet or the boy died? I, I believe the dog, I believe the boy probably drowned, and the dog probably jumped in the water maybe to save this kid. Oh. I, I, that's my theory on what happened. We know that there were people that did live there with a the little boy, and we know the little boy passed away, but we don't know the details. We haven't so, been able to find the details. Is the ghost of the dog, do you think, attached to the little boy, or is this an independent ghost? Is, is the dog actually manifesting on its own? I think the, boy, the dog is attached to the boy, but the dog also appears on its own. So that's kind of interesting, because if you can have a ghost pet like that, then that indicates that animals... Well, actually, let me ask you, what do you think that indicates about animals? I believe animals, I think every living creature has a soul. I think energy doesn't die. It just moves on or changes. I had a chocolate Labrador, and she loved my son. From the time he came home from the hospital. And this dog was the most maternal dog you've ever seen. She used to sleep right next to his crib, right next to his bed, all of her life until she died at the age of 13, when he was about seven years old. Well, about a year later, he got scarlet fever, and he was very, very sick. I remember I had, at the time, I had a yellow lab and I had a black Rottweiler. Now I have all Rottweilers. But I remember going in and laying down in bed with him because he couldn't sleep. And he was miserable, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was my baby. And I was very concerned. And I didn't want to leave him alone, not even for a minute. So I was laying on his bed with him. And it was about probably 2 in the morning. And I looked down on the floor. And I saw a dog laying on the floor and it looked just like Coco, my chocolate Labrador. And she was laying in the same spot in the same position as she always would. And I looked and I said, you know what? That's probably just shoddy. Shoddy's my black rod. I'm probably just thinking it's Coco. It looks like Coco. It's dark. It's probably shotgun. Well, I turned around to look at my son and as I did, I looked down and I realized that shotgun was laying on the bed with us. So I looked back and the dog was gone. So I got up and I went looking for my yellow Labrador, Heidi. And I wanted to see where she was at. I'm like, well, maybe a yellow dog could look brown in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I found Heidi. Heidi was locked downstairs. So it wasn't Heidi. So I know what I saw. And it would make sense because she loved my son. And whenever he was sick, she would never leave his side. She knew I was worried. She knew he was sick. And I believe she came back to keep that, vig- that vigil with me. 
now that's a great story. You know, I had the Paranormal Pugs page, which is actually how I got involved with uh, Paranormal Pet Radio, is that uh, Dusty Rainbolt interviewed me because of that page. And I've had stories where uh, people will say that they have seen their pets again. Now, the, the general rule of thumb that I have heard is that both animals will pass on. They do cross over to the other side. But that cats, I think, can hang around for about six months and dogs for about a year. Do you think that's accurate? No. I don't think there's really a time limit on any ghost. I think spirits can hang on the earth plane or they can cross over, but people who cross over can pretty much come back whenever they want to check on their loved ones. Now, Coco had been dead for over, over a year when that happened, okay? And um, I've, seen, I've seen a ghost of a gray Russian blue cat that I had 10 years ago. Wow. And I've seen her ghost on four occasions over the past 10 years. So I, I don't really think there's a time limit. You know, we all try to, how can anybody even assume to put a time limit on something like that? We don't know. We don't know the rules of the afterlife. Well, that's true. That is true. And this is a very interesting, I think I wanted to tell you about this because I think you might find this interesting. Okay. The Native Americans have an idea that time is different here than it is in the afterlife. And I believe that myself. I think time is something we experience. But they have a, a saying and a, a belief system that Three years for us is three days for the dead. Three years for the living is three nights for the dead, okay? And what they mean by that is that time is very much slower here. You know, when we go by three years, it's going to seem like three nights to somebody who's passed to the other side. From their standpoint and their, well, the way they experience time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't even know if that's true. But I've seen some evidence of certain things that I've seen that I've studied that kind of back that up. I mean, look at all the ghosts that they say, well, you know, this guy died 100 years ago. Why is he still hanging around? Why is That's he still true. reliving this terrible experience? Well, maybe to him it felt like 100 days ago. It is interesting because, of course, I, in fact, we're, the Spirits of St. Petersburg have a, an investigation on the 28th, and, and one thing that we are looking at is that the homeowners reporting seeing entities that are moving actually not slowly but super fast, seeing these uh, individuals and, you know, her animals were acting up, which is part of the reason why she called, but uh, that are moving at a, a hyper activity. So, you know, I would tend to agree that time at the very least is perceived differently, and it's interesting oh, because… Yeah. Animals, I would imagine, certainly perceive time differently than we do. And so it would be interesting to see how that would translate into the afterlife if their perceptions of time are completely different as well. You know, you know what's interesting, too? People, uh, you've heard people say that animals can see spirits, animals are sensitive. I believe that. I, I do, believe, too. Just like people, there are certain dogs and certain cats that are more sensitive than others. Now, I have four Rottweilers mm-hmm. and a Great Dane. Godzilla could walk through here and the Great Dane would not catch on. She'd open one eye and go back to sleep, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. I have one Rottweiler named Savannah. And from the time this dog was little, she has amazed me. This dog sees ghosts. She sees spirits. Mm-hmm. And she growls and she barks and she carries on. Now, we have a spirit that hangs out here regularly. And she's become accustomed to him now, so she doesn't react to him. But she lets me know when he's here. Well, and I would agree. I've got seven pugs here, and of those seven, I have Odyssey, and he is—he actually goes on only certain paranormal investigations with us, but uh, I do, after I've checked the site and made sure he can go, and I've been through it, and the team has been through it, and it's been deemed safe, but he is, uh, of all the, the pugs that I've had, he's about the only one that shows any form of sensitivity, and I would agree that... Right. They, you, you experience the same thing. Sure. So you, I guess you know as well as I do, there are some that are just exceptional. 
I yes. don't believe all the dogs see the spirits. No, I would agree. Although I have told people that if all of my animals line up at the door and they all want out at once, uh, you know, and they're all acting strangely, that I'm just going to take my purse and I'll pick up the rats and we're just all going to leave at once. If they all get together and they all agree that it's time to go, we all go. <laughs> so. Did you ever hear about the, the, old, uh, the old legend of the four-eyed dog? Actually, yes. Have, above their eyes, they have two yellow spots. So yep. if you see the Rottweiler, it looks almost like it has four eyes. You're right. And uh, it seems to me, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere, that the dogs, they say, that see the ghosts are the four-eyed dogs. Those would be the dogs that have the spots over their eyes. It's probably <laughs> just a myth. I mean, interesting because I've had Labradors, I've had Great Danes, I've had Yorkies, and the only dog I've ever had that sees the ghost is a Rottweiler. Interesting. A four-eyed dog. Is there such a thing as a four-eyed pug? Uh, not that I know, but as of yet, that might explain some things, actually. But I think that's actually a, a Tibetan legend, because I think I actually have that up on the Paranormal Pugs page, too. There's a, a source that I actually found that same legend in that says the eyes are actually above the eyes. The little spots are called soul eyes. And that actually would explain why the others... I think Odyssey's just unusually bright, but the other six are, are pugs, and they are perfect sure, little... because I thought that was very interesting. That is. And what we'll do is we'll pick up with that topic in just a moment, but we do need to go to a commercial break. So let's pick up with that and uh, we'll go to commercial now. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer and earth, fire, water, and air Dale Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. 
I love these commercials. So we're back and we were talking about how animals can sense yes. uh, spirits or ghosts. My daughter had a husky. It was one of those red and white huskies, like an orange, burnt orange. And this was a wonderful dog. Her name was Jenna. We love this dog. Well, the dog did pass away. She had heart trouble and uh, she was a hemophiliac. But my dog, Savannah, the one who sees ghosts, she grew up with Jenna. Jenna kind of adopted her like her puppy. And she loved that dog. Well, Jenna lived to see Savannah have her first litter of puppies. And Jenna was thrilled. And my daughter, we knew Jenna was sick. We knew she wasn't going to be around much longer. And I said to my daughter, you got the pick of that litter, you know. Well, Jenna saw the puppy. She hung around. She loved it. And she did pass away. We had to put her down. About... Oh, two weeks later, Jenna always used to sit in the same spot in my kitchen. She would go and sit next to the chair up against the wall right at the end of the hall. So she could watch everything that happened from both ends of the house, you know, down the hall. And Savannah came up to us and she was pawing at me and she was doing that weird noise she does in her throat when she sees a ghost. And I was like, what is it, Savannah? What is it? But I wasn't sensing anything. Well, I said, show me, show me, Savannah. So she went to the same spot where Jenna always used to sit. And she was pawing at the floor and making strange noises and looking at me and tipping her head back and forth like, don't you see it? So my daughter says, Mom, do me a favor, just for, you know, for pacification, get the camera and take a picture. So I got my digital camera and I took a photograph of Savannah and the space she was investigating there. Randy, do you know what was in that photograph? I still have it. I'll send it to you. There was, it looked like a cloud of orange and white swirling mist. Really? Yes. My daughter has seen Jenna in her house. Jenna lived part-time here because my daughter works. All the dogs would come here, you know. I'm the dog sitter. Right. And she was part-time at her house. And she's seen Jenna at her house. She saw her tail go through the doorway. And Savannah was so close to Jenna. I think Savannah was trying to let us know, hey, look, Jenna's here. Like, acknowledge her. You know, she's here. She's here. Wow. But that picture just blew me away. It could be camera anomaly. It could be anything. But it's very yeah. strange. I would love to see that image, actually. I'm going to mail it to you. Please do. And I was going to say that indicates that animals then can actually sense other spirit animals in addition to sure. just regular ghosts. And that's kind of interesting as well. Now, if somebody was uh, listening to the show, how would they know that they'd have a ghost animal versus uh, perhaps just a regular ghost? Well, all the people that I've talked to who have had ghost animals, and you know what's strange is a person who passes away who had a pet that they were particularly close to, a lot of times, the apparition will appear with that pet. It's yes. very, very common. But what I've heard from other people, and what I, I believe myself, animals are creatures of habit, okay? If the dog used to come in and jump on your bed, he's probably going to continue to do that. I've had so many people who have said to me, I felt the dog jump on the bed, but he wasn't there. My dog passed away, and I, I felt him jump on the bed. And people told me this was cats also. Or I felt him, you know, I saw him sleeping in the same chair he always used to sleep in. You know, I think we're creatures of habit in this life and the next, and I think animals are too. So you know? if this happens, should a person just talk to these to the animal as if it's still I there? I don't know what harm it would do. I really don't. Maybe all the animal wants is recognition. I think if an animal comes back, he does so because onto that person, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's bonded very solid to that person, and he's afraid to leave his master. He wants to keep guard over him, you know. Mm -hmm. You've heard stories of dogs that have gone and laid on their owner's grave after yes. the owner's away and not eaten and died there. 
there's a, a story in Scotland about that. There was a, a man who was very attached to his Scotty. And when he died, uh, I think it was, what was it called? Greyfriars Bobby is the story. Uh, when this man died, Greyfriar Bobby was a little Scotty and he would go to the grave every day. And then finally, when Greyfriar Bobby died, people actually reported seeing the man and the ghost of, of Greyfriar Bobby walking off into the sunset. So you're right. They do. They're oh, very yeah. attached. Believe that. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes when, when Savannah is doing her little alarm thing, I've watched Savannah play with things that are not there. I wonder how many of the ghosts of my former pets come through here and how many of them Savannah sees. Now, that's an interesting question, too. And, you know, the other thing that, uh, that I've always been curious about personally is uh, I've actually started a paranormal rodents page just to see, you know, what level of animal has that cognizant ability to come back as a ghost. Uh, we talk about cats and dogs, but, you know, what about rats and hamsters and gerbils and mice? You know, where does that end? You know, I don't know. You know what I think? I think that cats and dogs are, they're fans to a point where they really bond to their owners. My son has had pet rats, and I, I like rats. I, you know, I don't have issues with rats. But, uh, I mean, the rat was friendly. He liked my son. He liked me. But the bond was not the same. He didn't bond with us the way the dog or the cat did. Mm-hmm. And I think what brings any creature back is that bond. Okay. You know, wanting to be around that person, wanting to see what's going on, wanting to be there when they feel they're needed. I don't, I don't think rodents bond as strongly to people. I mean, I'm sure there are some that do, but just as a general rule. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it so, could be. It very well could be. And actually, I have a rat that I'm kind of – his name is Shadow. And I'm, I actually am almost wondering if he's a reincarnated – as strange as this may sound – a reincarnated dog because he identifies more with the pugs and with me than he does with other rats. I had a cat that identified with the dogs. Yeah. He wouldn't hang out with the other cats here. He'd only hang out with the dogs. And he and, acted like a dog. And isn't it strange when you get those? And it just kind of makes you wonder even more. So we'll have to do a segment one of these days on I pet reincarnation. Yeah, I mean, what happens, you know, not only can they come back as ghosts, but can they come back in another form? So can you get your, your dog back in the form of a rat or a cat, you know? So we'll, we'll actually have to start looking into that, and maybe we can start compiling some stories and just see what people come up with. But if people are being haunted by a ghost pet, do you have any advice for them? Unless this thing is acting aggressive in any way, I, I say that is the same for a living animal or a spirit animal. If the animal is friendly and he's not acting aggressive, why sweat it? Okay. You know, why, why worry about it? And where do you think people can learn more about ghost animals? Do you have any recommendations? It's going to be a hard one because it's not really a field that a lot of people are really delving into. Everybody's so busy worrying about, you know, the regular ghost, human ghost entities. Ghost animals is not really a big thing. And I think one of the reasons is because ghost animals usually just, they don't come and haunt in a hostile way. Mm-hmm. One one story that I heard long ago about a golden retriever that came back in ghost form, but he came back at a time when a little girl who he was very attached to, there was a, a very bad man, he had broken into the house, he was a pedophile, and he was moving in on this little girl, and this ghost dog came, and it appeared solid. The dog attacked him. He was so upset, he went out the window, Okay. Wow. That really, really moved me because I thought to myself, hmm, is he watching over herself? And what would it take for a dog to summon that kind of energy to come in almost in a solid form and do that kind of damage? He was going after the bad guy. True. Mm-hmm. He's still 
protecting. He's still protecting the one he loved. Yeah, very seldom do you hear people saying there, there's a hostile dog in my house. You hear people talking about the, the black dog. You know, I'm sure you've heard about the black dog thing. One-eyed and Angus? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't happen all that often. It just seems to me there's not a lot of hostile animal ghosts out there. Right. So we'll have to see. I know Dusty Rainbolt is working on a book, I believe, uh, or she has a book on cats and spirits. And I know there's the Paranormal Pugs page, which uh, ironically of all the sites that I've done uh, has actually eclipsed everything else uh, and has remained number one of the of one of the Paranormal Top 100 lists. So I think there's a hunger and there's a desire to learn more oh, because learn we're so it. attached. We, we really do love our pets. And I think not only do we want to know uh, what happens in the afterlife, but we want to know what happens to our pets in the afterlife. Dog is a very strange and interesting dog in itself because they're different from other dogs. They have a cognizance that's very extreme, you know. So it wouldn't surprise me that they would be popping up, you know, with the, with the whole paranormal thing. Absolutely, and I uh, hopefully we'll see more expansion in this field. Now, I did wanted to leave a little bit of time because I know that you are working on a book on hostile haunts, and we've got about two minutes, so I want to give people a chance to hear a little bit about your book that's coming out and to find out how they can contact you, and, uh, and then we need to close the show. So, okay, can you tell thanks. us about your book? Yes, the book is going to be coming out sometime later this year. What's being held up right now is the artwork. The artist is holding us up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and as soon as the artwork's done, we're, we're going to go. But uh, the book is called Never Forever Dead. Okay. That's the name of the book, Never Forever Dead. And it's about hauntings, and it, it goes uh, mainly into hostile hauntings and uh, gives a lot of information. And I told them some stories from some of the cases that I've been working on over the years. And it's, it's just a general compilation of things that I've, I've discovered and I've learned over the years. It's not going to be one of those books that's just another carbon copy of reprinted information from other sources. There's going to be nothing in there. It won't have a bibliography uh, where I took things from other people's books. I think there's too much of that going on out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to read paranormal books. Every time I pick one up, it's like, oh, this, I've read this already. This is from so-and-so's book. This is from so-and-so. This is from Hans Holzer. You know, I think people really need to start writing about their own experiences and people in the field need to write about their discoveries. Things that they've learned rather than just rehashing everybody else's information. Yeah. And how can people learn more about you and get in contact with you? I know you have a website, which is www.pinellaspascoparanormal.com. How else can people get in contact with you? There's a, uh, a contact number on that website. And I also have a site at the MySpace. If they go into the browser, put in Pinellas Pasco Paranormal, they'll pull up all of it in one shot. Excellent. No, well, you've been around for a long time, and you are well connected. I'm in a phone book under Lori Champion. Excellent. Well, I know you're well connected. You know, and well- so if they remember that name, they can find me anyway. Well, I thank you so much for being on today. This is Brandy Stark for Paranormal Pets at PetLifeRadio.com, and I thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.